Hi, this is Dave. Right. Welcome to our special live watch party. Uh, we're checking out the Tesla Model S Plaid delivery event, and I've got uh, Jason DeBolt here um, to chat with me. How's it going? Good. Happy, Happy to be here. here. Awesome, man. Um, we're going to be checking in. Hi, this is Dave. Right. Welcome to um, our special actually, live on. watch party. Uh, we're checking out the Tesla Model S Plaid my, my, my computer there. Um, so yeah, we're going to be checking in um, with Emmett Peppers. Um, he's going to be taking delivery of a Model S Plaid actually today, supposedly. Um, so wow. we'll, we'll um, call him in via Skype. We'll also um, call in to Vincent Yu of Tasmanian, probably after the event, maybe before. We'll see. Um, if it's late, we might just call him before too. But um, And we'll go ahead and um, uh, kind of uh, check out the... Um, the time here, so up and it's about ten minutes, I guess, since until Tesla will start their uh, stream. But the actual event starts at like eight thirty or so, so we still have about twenty five or thirty minutes. <clears throat> um, I tweeted that Elon Musk just landed in San Jose like an hour ago or something, or less than an hour ago. So he has to rush his way over to um, Fremont, which yeah, hopefully he'll have enough time. But anyways, I'm curious, Jason, what are your um kind of thoughts on? Uh, today's event and um, any expectations you have? Yeah, I have. You know, I have no expectations. You know, I never, I never really know what to experience during these events. I mean, I've, I mean, I think we both experienced like a wide range of emotions during these events. I mean, everything from just pure elation and just excitement to disappointment or like sometimes horror. Like when the Cybertruck was unveiled, I was like, what is it? I was shocked, you know, but eventually I, I was like, actually, it's, you know, and now I'm really excited about the Cybertruck, but I mean, anything can happen. So um, that to me is really exciting. Like, I, I just don't know what to expect. Um, I will say though, that I think that uh, I wouldn't, I, this is the first kind of major of the Model S since like 2012, I think, like the first major one where they're like, everything is changing. Um, so I think there's plenty to talk about and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just focus entirely on the Model S. So I, I don't see anything happening with like the Roadster or the Model 2 or, you know, I, I think they're going to stick to the Model S, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, oh, my mic was like not in front of me, jeez. Um, yeah, that's a, that's the big question. It's like, will there be a one more thing, you know? Um, Besides the Model S, I I don't know. My, I'm with you. I think this is a huge upgrade with the Model S and X platform. There's a ton, you know, to talk about. We don't want to, I think, distract people. You know, I think Elon's just going to focus just on the Model S. But I think, do you think there'll be some special surprises though with the Model S and X at least? Let's say yeah, the Model definitely. S. I think there'll be some surprises with the Model S. Um, I think there will be a few. Uh, there has to be. I mean. Um, there always are surprises in these things. So it's just that, you know, remember when we saw that when they unveiled the semi and then they said, oh, one more thing, and then they unveiled the Roadster. Um, I don't think something like that will happen. I think mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I, I think that they're more likely to unveil surprises in the Model S, like in the software, uh, something. Yeah, but I, I do think they're also, I will probably get to the batteries at some point, but that's, you know, I don't think there'll be any surprises there. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I was thinking um Elon was saying how, you know, they've canceled the Plaid Plus, but I was thinking what if the Plaid is the Plaid Plus? Like what if they've actually, you know, added the extra range to the the to the regular Plaid. So let's say it's like 500 miles, you know, on on a charge. Yeah. Um that would be crazy. That would be crazy. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I wonder, you know, I think it, I don't think they're going to do the 4680 cells here. I think they're, it's just new chemistry with the 18650s. Um, but again, I could be wrong. Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, maybe they'll surprise us with the range. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. He did say that there, there, this is going to be a structural battery, battery like this is going to be, or if they go with 18650s, they're going to use modules like they always have been. I'm a little bit unclear about that. You know, if they do, if they stick with 18650s, are going to, are they going to somehow be able to do structural, or is that, you know, I'm, I just don't know. Um, and are they going to use maybe, maybe giga castings for, uh, you know, or are they going to have like four giga castings, one in each wheel area? Um, that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we do you have a, a, do you have a Tesla right now? Yeah, I have a Model 3. Model 3, um, okay. You used yeah. to have a Model S, right? Yeah, I had, okay. I had one of the first, I think my VIN was like 6,000 something. Okay. I was one of the first few thousand. Um, I think you also did too, right? So yeah, I, yeah, I, I had a 2013 I, um, Model S. So then um, I know yeah. you slept in, was it the Model S you slept in at, um, when you were at Google yeah. sometimes? Okay, got it. Yeah. And then you, when did you get your Model 3? Uh, Model 3 I got in December of last year. Oh, wow. So you just got it recently. Okay. Just got it. Uh, what made so, you uh, um, uh, yeah. make the switch and what made you get the Model 3? Um, well, I wanted to get a Tesla. Uh, I moved to LA and I was like, oh, I have to have a car in this town. So I was when I was in San Francisco, there was no need for a car. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just buying shares. <laughs> I didn't. I was trying yeah. to keep expenses low. Uh, so I took public transportation and walked everywhere. And I rode a motorcycle for a while. Um, but um, yeah, so I bought a Tesla last year because I'm in LA and I also bought a house. And uh, I just, you know, I was like, this is the right time to buy a Tesla. Um, I may have gone with the Plaid if it came out last year, yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't out yet. Um, but again, like, you know, I already, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little bit mixed on spending so much on a, on a, um, on a car. Like I'm, I feel like I would like to do other things with my money at this point. And I had a Model S before and really exciting. But if I do that, if I want to go kind of full retard and buy a super fast car, I'd buy a Roadster, which I, I might buy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out, you know. yeah, it was tough for me getting um, a 2013 Model um, S because um, I knew kind of the opportunity cost of, you know, sticking that money into stock versus, you know, getting a car. Yeah. So I ended up um, waiting until early 2014 and I got a used, a six month old uh, Model S for a like a really good price, a performance one. Um, so that saved me a good chunk of money just waiting a little bit. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, the trade off is you get to test the product, you know, you get to like really right. connect with, with Tesla and, you know, like, I don't know, how did that, has that, has that helped you over the years to kind of stay the course or really kind of understand the company better? I had a front row seat to Tesla very early, like a, a, a seat that very few had. I mean, I was in this kind of really early kind of group of people and I just got this glimpse that was like incredibly valuable. And I, I totally kept, I took advantage of that. And then I've been kind of an outsider. Um, in some ways, like since then, I've just been, you know, driving the car around, showing people, but never really went to any of the events or was active on Twitter or YouTube or anything until like last year. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of, you know, so I got this early front row seat and then I kind of was 
you know, um, a little bit outside of everything for a while, but still following the company very closely. Um, but yeah, I was super connected. I felt super connected the whole time. I mean, I, I've been watching all the events and all of Elon's interviews and all the earnings calls, listening to all the earnings calls. Uh, it's just been my passion for many years, even if I, I didn't really contribute to the community. Um, and But, you know, I was like, kind of really following it closely. But I've always felt connected to, to Tesla. And just going on the factory tour in 2013 was uh, was incredible. And I'm sure it's changed so much. I look at mm-hmm. the uh, the drone footage of the factory, and it's just so different. I mean, the yeah. factory that I saw in 2013 was empty. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it um, was, there was nothing. Like, it was, yeah. 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 I mean, I went on a factory tour in 2013 as well. Um, I think it was like in July. There was a Test Live conference. Um, Tesla Motors Club conference. Um, that was eye-opening because you get to see the the cars being made, and yeah. like you go, oh my gosh, this is real, and it's not just real, but they have a huge factory. Um, you get to like see the whole processes, you know, and understand right. manufacturing. Um, have you gone um, after that time uh, to visit the factory? No, I've always yeah. wanted to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I never, you know, had the opportunity to go. Um, but yeah, I'd love to check it out again. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been several times. It's the first time was the best because it was like the first taste, you know. And then <laughs> later on, it's just like yeah. I don't know. I get used to it. Um, the Reno Giga Factory is crazy. Um, I'm I'm like I'm like a, kind of sad that they don't let more people tour. You know, the factories or at least you know. I guess the, the Fremont factory, like, not. Not a ton of people know that you can tour the factory as a Tesla owner, um, but I think it's like great. I think everyone should take advantage of it. I should do that. <laughs> it's like I'm surprised I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I guess I haven't really looked into touring the factory again, mm. um, but yeah. yeah, I would like to see. Um, and then, yeah, there's so much to see. I mean, you can go to the, uh, you know, Warren just went to the um, the Boring Company Loop in, in Vegas. You can go to, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there, there's a lot of sites you can visit and actually see what Elon's companies are doing. So, um, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm curious. Um, have you been to any other Tesla events, um, or have you kind of physically been to any of them yourself? Not really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it just yeah, I haven't really been. I've, I've been to some meet and greets and um, mm-hmm. you know with other Tesla owners. <clears throat> I've been to a few of those. Um, but I've never been to any of the events. Um, you know, I was never really a big referral person. I didn't, I never had like over 10 referrals or anything. So, um, that was how they invited some people in the past. And I was never really big on Twitter. I didn't have a social media presence, so I never really got looped in. Um, but I'm fine. I mean, like I love just watching the the live streams and, and, uh, you know, I, it's, it would be nice to meet people, but I mean, uh, you know, you uh the people that tend to get invited i think are deserving of it like they're they you know they tend to be people who are doing live streams and you know and uh you know or bought you know bought the vehicles and stuff so i i, I think it's um at some point i want to go i would like to go to maybe the roadster one uh mm-hmm. the roadster delivery event when that yeah. happens you know yeah. if i buy the roadster yeah um so yeah 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 i was um um, the Model 3 delivery event. So, th- like, I don't know if a lot of people remember it, but <laughs> there actually was a Model 3 delivery event. Um, and I remember that event, and it was kind of a disappointing event, actually. I Because I've been to probably, like, almost every single Tesla event 
bar, like except like maybe one or two. But the Model Three delivery event, it was just so um, so muted, and it's like just I don't know. It was weird because um, yeah, it was just like I went there. Um, it was like kind of it was unprepared. It was like this quick event, and the the mood was really strange and awkward.、Um, but yeah, each event is different. I mean, I mean that time the Model Three was going through some major problems. That was the production hell. Yeah, production they just, hell they didn't have the cars really ready at that time, just, and that's, yeah, yeah just that's the tone of these things. Like,、yeah. like the vibe of the event is really just what's going on in Elon's head. You know?、It's、yeah. Like, And he was nervous about the ramp. He knew that there was trouble ahead, and he didn't want to mislead people, which I respect. You know. Yeah.、Um, it, you know. So it's it's. You know, I like that he didn't just. Yeah, I like that he was honest about it, even though if it was you know kind of a disappointing event, you know maybe it should have been right. It's like, so yeah, it's a.、Uh, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm curious.、Uh, what are your thoughts on full self-driving?、Um, do you think we're going to see it soon in the next few months?、Um, do you are do you have a、uh, the、um, have you purchased the the full self-driving、um, yeah, option? Yeah, I have the full self-driving pack. Package.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, right now I don't. You know, obviously I don't have. I'm not part of the FSD program yet.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I have you know Navigator and Autopilot, which I use all the time, and I, I love that.、Um, that alone is like. You know, just not even FSD, but just navigator and autopilot is like that's enough to where I never want to go back to a car that doesn't have that.、Yeah. I mean, that enough, that alone is is good. Like I love that for long trips or just not even long trips, just going to the beach or something. It's amazing. So、um, when Omar came by to my house last week, he I, he showed me FSD. We went to In and Out, and、mm. I tweeted about this.、Um, and、uh, you know, we made it all the way. We went to a, not the closest In and Out to my house. Um, sorry, hey, hey Emmett.、Um, hold on, Emmett. One, one second, man. Hey, hey, hey. hey.、Um, okay, hold on one second, man.、Um, I'm patching、right. you in, but it's um, it's um. I need to patch you guys in. Hold on. You got Vincent on too. No, no, I've got、uh, Jason DeBolt on here. Oh,、um, cool! All right, so、uh, um, this is strange. I I dropped Jason DeBolt by accident. My software is not、okay. working right now, but <laughs>、oh. I've got you on. Well, <laughs> so, look at this.、We're、driving some car around. All right. Anyway, nice. So、uh, you're at the event, right? Yeah, yeah I got in. Okay, we got some echo. Let me change. Okay, all right. Reduce echo.、Um, yeah. So what's going on there? What's going on here?、Uh, people are just streaming in right now. They got some、um, cars under some tarps. You can see behind me here. See.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor is there might be some like crash tests or something with these cars under tarps,、um, like Model S or Model X crash tests. They show us. I don't know, but they won't let us pick up the parts yet.、Um, I saw my car,、uh, Model S, ready for. I think there's gonna be twenty or thirty deliveries, maybe,、mm-hmm. and they're all on the other side of me. Let me see if I can change my camera angle. But I'll just turn around, kind of see back there, yeah, the back the distance. Uh huh. I just, 
I just walked over here, but it's not as loud. I don't know if you can hear all the music, but there's a lot of music in most of the areas. But, um, I saw um, Franz walk in and Drew Baglino I saw earlier. I didn't talk to him. I was kind of in line. Um, but there's a lot of people from um, out of state here that aren't taking delivery. I, I didn't know that. I thought it might have just been people taking delivery. And uh, I saw Gary Black chatted with him for a while. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of you know, a lot of food and hors d'oeuvres. You know, it's a typical Tesla event you've been to, but there's a lot of buzz around this kind of you know this track, these cars here. Yeah, yeah. You see it from my. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they're gonna do what? Some test rides. Um, I think there are going to be test rides. Yeah, it looks like over, if you look, I'm just going to pull 360 there. Yeah. But if you look over here where those lights are, can you see where the lights are over there? Mm -hmm. I think that's like the area they might do test drives for the launches for people yeah. clad. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to drive home with my plaid. I probably don't need to wait for line for those launches, which would be nice. Nice. Wait, so, um, so they're giving you the car so you could drive home with it tonight? Yeah. Give what? it to me tonight. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it told me that on the phone that I was bringing my Model Y to trade it in. Uh -huh. I got all the, got it all ready. Um, did the payment and everything, and uh, yeah, signed all the paperwork. And uh, yeah, I, I just parked it here, and then I'm driving home with the the plaid. I'm excited, super stoked. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, cool. man. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. Um, let's um after the event, let's touch bases again. I want to uh, get your feedback on your thoughts on the presentation and everything. Sure, man. Too bad a lot of people are asking for you to be here. Are, is you, are, are we live? We're live on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're live right now. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Like, totally sure. I was yeah, like, we've got three thousand. We got we got uh, three three thousand people watching. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's probably one to two thousand. Five hundred people here, maybe something uh -huh. like that. Look, they're driving some cars on the test drive track already. But I've been following up on Twitter the last uh, half hour to an hour. Is there any kind of latest news that you've seen on Twitter anyone talked about? Um, yeah, not really. I mean, actually, yeah. There, I mean, Sawyer Merritt has come up with some uh, some leaks. He says that the Plaid has longer range than advertised, perhaps like okay. 70 or 80 miles longer than advertised, um, and okay. uh, perhaps even a faster acceleration time than advertised as well. But we'll see. Wow, that'd yeah, be yeah. incredible. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, these hopefully these uh, I heard the crash tests could happen, which would be fun to watch live. You know, show how well these cars. Mm -hmm. Hard crashes, but yeah, we can catch up after. Yeah, um, uh, actually, Emmett, hold on one second. Let me try to dial back uh, Jason DeBolt because my software is kind of like buggy. I want to see if um, I can actually get him in. Hey, Jason. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I was um, yeah, it's weird. Um, I was I'm supposed to have Emmett, and um, I'm supposed to get. Allowed, I'm, my software is supposed to get five people in, but ah. for some reason, when someone calls, it boots out the other person. And so this is, yeah, I just booted out Emmett by accident, um, but <laughs> that's okay. He's gonna he's gonna call after the event. Um, yeah, I was supposed to. I, um, I had everything set up where where I could have multiple guests. Um, mm -hmm. So, but right now it's not working out. So um, we'll just, I guess, go with what we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, you probably didn't catch that, right? Um, I saw, I saw a part, a part of, it. of it. Yeah, I saw the film. I saw um, Emma talking a little bit okay. about his, uh, swapping in the Model Y for uh, for, for for the Model S. So okay. um, that's all that I saw. Okay, um, cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. My, my guess is the event will start late. Um, I think there was maybe like one or two events that have started on time, but <laughs> most of the events, um, yeah, start late. Um, hey, so, um, I wanted to ask you about, um, Dogecoin, man. Um, so do you think, um, uh, Dogecoin is legit or, or what's going on? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's legit. Otherwise I wouldn't have <laughs> invested so much in it. Um, yeah, I, um, uh, I, I own about half a million Dogecoin. So, uh, which is down a lot, <laughs> uh, which kind of sucks, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that Dogecoin, um, you know, has, you know, has a lot of potential. And I think it's because of the mining. I think Elon plans to mine it with power walls and possibly the, the Tesla's. I mean, this is this is all. It is kind of speculation, but I think if it does, um, if it is chosen to be one of, you know, if not the cryptocurrency for the Tesla ecosystem, it could see a lot of demand. Um, and so, um, you know, it's got that the meme aspect is real. Um, and Elon has been tweeting of tweeting about it for years. He stopped tweeting about it like for the last several weeks now, which is a little bit of a concern, but. Um, you know, I've been I've been following his interaction with the with the Doge developers for a while, and um, you know, at some point he did tweet that you know, like the uh, he only has so much control. I mean, he he doesn't really have I forget the exact wording was, but he, he doesn't um, you know really run that team. You know, he there's only so much he can do. So that was like uh, like I wonder. I prefer Elon to have a lot of control. <laughs> you know, like that's that's kind of um, you know that's really important, but. Uh, so we'll see, you know, it is, it is kind of, it's not the same feeling that I had when I bought Tesla. When I bought Tesla, I was, I, I just felt like I was almost certain that this eventually would, would succeed. But with Doge, I was like, you know, this could actually be huge, but it could also not, you know, it could be something that just fades away. So uh, I just put up about enough to where I felt like I was comfortable losing. Um, and I really mean that, like, it's actually, mm -hmm. if it goes to zero, it'll suck, but I'll get over after like a year, you know, it's really not that, you know, a big part of my, my net worth. Um, but it's, um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I'm excited about it. Like, uh, you know, they're, I'm just convinced they're going to mine crypto at some point. I mean, why not? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there's just so many compute cycles that they're not using on all this hardware. And we're talking about millions and millions of devices and they're just parked They're they're in people's garages. They're in parking lots. Like, uh, there's gonna think there's all these educations. Like when you have a fully charged battery and you're going down a hill and you have regen braking, like that power is just not like it's it's not used to charge your battery. So you could use it to, you know, run some really spiky workload or something, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of weird edge cases, but. You know, AWS solved this problem. Amazon solved this problem of unused compute by uh, creating Amazon Web Services. Um, and then, you know, and, and Tesla could do the same with their unused compute by, by you know, mining. Um, so they're going to do mining. I, I just, I, I feel it. And I just feel like Doge is much easier to mine um, and then, than Bitcoin. You know, they're, it uses a different hashing algorithm. Instead of SHA-256, it'll be script mining, uh, merge mining with Litecoin. It makes sense with uh, with their hardware. Um, and so uh, I just kind of think that that's, that could happen. Um, but it's been quiet, you know, like nothing has really been, um, you know, it's been it's been a difficult past month or so for, for do people holding Doge. Um, but, you know, my timing has always sucked. Like, <laughs> it's just my, but my... 
you know, when I bought Tesla, I bought it years kind of before the breakout. This could be something similar with Doge, like maybe I bought it a little bit too early. Um, and, you know, if I just hold on to it, though, maybe it'll work out. So, uh, but um, we'll see. Um, but, I mean, you put in just a small percent of your total holdings, right? So we're talking, what, less than 1% or? No, more like 3%. 3%, really? Wow. 3%, yeah. Wow, okay. Are you, when you put that in, are you, were you just like, okay, it's, you're okay with losing it if it just turns bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, um, definitely, I mean, you know, I think that Elon really likes Dogecoin and he's going to, what, you know, I think he's going to try to have it be accepted in the Tesla ecosystem. You know, I think they're going to, going to use that coin yeah um i mean my my issue with dogecoin is like um elon if it was up to elon i would totally be like you know for it but the problem yeah. is with dogecoin elon has to rely on the dogecoin developer team right. the community all yeah. this stuff so he doesn't really have much power so it's like are you really yeah gung-ho about these developers and yeah, it's, it's not so much the developers mm -hmm. as the developers trying to work with the miners um, mm -hmm. to accept changes I think um, and so what if Elon becomes the the biggest dogecoin miner <laughs> like you know that there's something I, it's um I think the developers if they could they would do everything you know Elon wants um, I mean I could be wrong but I think they they are limited um, you know in pushing out code pushing out changes um, so um, it's not as easy. It's not like they can just push the code like to a couple of machines. Um, yeah. You know, these changes need to be accepted. I mean, uh, what do you say to those people who are like, man, Elon is blowing up, you know, his whole reputation, the trust uh -huh. he had with people, pumping, you know, Dogecoin, come rocket, like whatever, Ooh. you know, coin comes on. Like, <laughs> he's like a loose right. cannon. Yeah. And, you know, fan. it's hurting Tesla and everything he should just stop tweeting stop you know pumping doge stop you know whatever the crypto you know thing he's doing um i mean a lot of people feel like that like what are your kind of you know thoughts with that um you mean just that all the just kind of the drama around like um like what is the question so like how yeah like what do you say to people who are like elon's just like messing up everything with his crypto tweets and pumping and all this stuff he's just he's lost it you know he's just he should just uh, he should just stop tweeting <laughs> well elon's gonna be elon you know like there's really no i mean you can't really no none of us can really tell elon how to behave like he's just gonna do what he wants like I'm, i mean i'm not condoning his behavior but um i mean uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. Like, I think there's some things about the Dogecoin community that I don't like in the wider crypto community. I think there's a lot of toxicity. There's a lot of pumping and just cheesy, like, videos up, like, all these people supporting Doge that are just mm -hmm. talking about nothing about the price. And, like, like that that's a really big turnoff to me. Um, and, uh, and if you join, you know, some of these clubhouse rooms and listen to the Bitcoin conversations, people are just, you know, they're, they're just these people just want to get rich and they're very, you know, they, they, it's almost like a cult or a religion, um, like a real cult. not like, uh, you know, it, it's some of these, these communities are like not that inspiring. Right. So I'm not, you know, I, I try to not focus on those aspects. I just focus on the fundamentals. Like, okay, if, if Tesla has all this unused hardware, um, what can they do with it? Um, can they create cloud services? 
they could, but I don't think they would be able to compete with the cloud, cloud providers today because they're, those, those businesses are far too mature um, unless they get into AI or something. But they'll, I, I think that they're going to do mining. And if, if you accept that that's true, what are they going to mine? And I think there's a really good chance it's going to be Dogecoin. So that's, that's basically my thesis. Like, I think that I think that that has a strong likelihood of happening. But again, I could I could be wrong. Um, I just kind of don't focus on the other noise, right? Just see it as noise. Um, and uh, none of it is in part of my decision making. Like a, a lot of the drama around uh, these communities, like don't, I don't really, they don't play into my, <clears throat> my, my decision making at all, really. So, yeah, I mean, okay, so I'll push back again here. Um, so what, what do you say to, to, to those who are like, hey, Doge just sucks. It's just like, you know, antiquated. It's like, there's not much activity. Have you seen the GitHub on Dogecoin? Yeah. It's, it's like- Yeah, I've looked at the pull requests all the way back to the original- Yeah, uh, I mean- The forks of uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I haven't looked at all of them, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely keeping up with the with the code changes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like what a like, Litecoin fork, you know, based yeah. off of Bitcoin itself. And, exactly. you know, that hasn't had much development. But then you could also say like, hey, this is old school, just first generation crypto blockchain stuff. We're talking yeah. about, there's a lot of new generation stuff out there. Um, <clears throat> one example is tomorrow I'm interviewing this, uh, the co-founder of Solana and they're like claiming that they've solved the, they've solved the trilemma of scalability, mm -hmm. low fees, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, fast transactions. And yeah. they have, you know, already, I think their trans transactions per second are is between 500 to 1000 real time mm -hmm. transactions per second happening right now on the Solana blockchain, right? I mean, it's it's going on. And we're talking about stuff that perhaps other blockchains like Solana have already completely moved on from the old school, you know, like store value, first yeah. gen type of like blockchains. And there's like, what do you I mean, there's I don't say there's a good likelihood, but maybe there is. There's perhaps a good likelihood that Dogecoin will never be able to be a real currency. It just isn't set up for that. And they need to completely revamp everything. And the existing you know, developer community is in no way, they're completely out of their league to really transform it into you know, a state-of-the-art modern crypto blockchain that competes with the best of the best. I mean, what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, I mean, you, you could be right. Like, I mean, the, the newer technologies that are coming out are just so much more advanced. But um, I, sh I just feel like if you compare crypto to um, uh, yeah, I just think that sometimes it's not always about the technology in particular with uh, with like payments. And I see crypto as payments. Um, I mean, it's not entirely payments. It's uh, other things as well. But payments is really about behavior. Um, payments hasn't really evolved much like i worked in payments at google for about five years and i and there was incredible technologies that we built at google none of it ever got ad adopted even within like it didn't even get some of it didn't even get beyond a couple of levels of management and it was so advanced it was incredible like i mean we're, we're sending payments over emails in like 2006 and stuff like that and and sending payments building shopping carts with qr codes over mobile devices in 2006 and like nobody, none of this stuff ever took took off um, because it just wasn't, you know, consumers wouldn't, they didn't care. Like they, didn't, <laughs> they, they just, 
that needs to be something that consumers want to use. It's really a behavioral thing. I think payments is about behavior and psychology and getting people to use the damn thing. It's not really about the technology. Um, and do people care if it's something that's incredibly super, super fast or if it's just fast enough? Um, it, it's, it's really not as much about the technology as it is other things, you know, as other, um, like payments isn't as much about technology as other things that we use. It's, it's, it's really about behavior. Um, and uh, obviously security as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I just think that part of, you know, I think that my experience at Google with payments for in five years, maybe I, I look at some of the newer technologies and I'm very skeptical, like some of the really radical things that are going on and I just don't see them ever being adopted. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I, that's just a gut feel. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I just, you know, I just think that if you try to innovate too much in payment payments, it's not gonna work out. Mm -hmm. um, so um, for those joining us uh, right now or in the past few minutes, uh, we are waiting um, for uh, Tesla's live stream, official live stream to start where, where we uh, will be hanging out and uh, watching it with all of you guys. And um, we also just checked in with Emmett Peppers. He's one of the uh, featured deliveries and we're going to check back with him um, after the event. And I just figured out actually how to add him. I think I, I need to add him to the current call rather than make a new call. New, making a new Skype call will will cut you off. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll do that, and we'll we're we'll, uh, we're planning to touch bases with Vincent Yu after the event from Tasmanian as well to get his impact or his feedback. Um, but yeah, um, I think the event will start late, or it is starting late um, already. It's already eight thirty-seven. Supposed to start at eight. 30 but that's fine um it's elon time he just landed right at the airport less than an hour ago probably heading his way to fremont and um hopefully we'll we'll be able to start within the next you know 10 or 20 minutes we'll see but yeah we're just uh, chatting hanging out here uh, with jason debolt he's been a previous guest on my channel um we're talking um various topics we're right now on the topic of dogecoin and elon's involvement with um with uh, crypto. So I want to push back actually on this last point here. Um, okay, so with payments, I understand, yeah, a big part of it is behavior because, you know, first you need to believe in that currency, then you need to be able to like adopt it to use it. You actually have to use it over a different type of currency or a different app, right? Even a centralized system like Venmo or Cash App or, or even your Visa card, etc. So I understand there is a there is a part of payments that deals with behavior, but I would kind of say with decentralized crypto, there really hasn't been a breakout kind of technology or winner where it's almost feeless, mm -hmm. you know, but also has the security and the scalability, right? Uh, the decentralization that that a, that a decentralized blockchain, right? Uh, has like, like one example is I interviewed this guy, um, a co-founder of IOTA, who you know mm. basically almost uh, feeless transactions. They think they can scale, but one of their challenges right now is they're trying to go decentralized. Right now, they have kind of like a decentralized role, or they have a centralized role right now, and it's you know they think they can move it to become completely decentralized, but it's still like you know something they need to prove out. Um, but we're still so early or, you know, in the early innings with decentralization and DeFi and blockchains, there isn't that breakout winner. And it seems like we're getting close to the technology ripening where we're going to have kind of like the almost feeless, like really below a cent per transaction. Yeah. 
uh, blockchains that are super secure, decentralized, you know, super fast. And once that happens, it's like, what hope does Dogecoin really have? You know, we're talking about what four full part-time, you know, developers. I mean, yeah. is this true? I mean, like, is the is the main core developer team just like four part-time developers? I mean, what chance do they have against like work like beating the best of the best in crypto? Yeah, I think I think that might not be the right way to look at it. Um, I think that there's a lot, you know, if what Elon has been, you know, Elon talks a lot about Dogecoin, and I I think that, you know, there's uh, there's probably some, I mean, there could be some developers internally that are kind of in shadow mode working on maybe some fork of Doge. Uh, you know, that could be a possibility. Um, but, you know, I, again, I just really think that um, there could be something else that fundamentally changes the, changes the, um, the environment around this. Like we might not have all the data, all the information to make a make a decision yet. Like maybe something like what if all of a sudden we have a million devices that can mine Dogecoin? What happens to the, you know, the transaction fees then, right? Like, um, you know, or, um, you know, what if Tesla becomes the top miner of, of Doge, right? Like, um, you know, what, what could happen then? Yeah, you know, we just we just still don't know how this plays out. Um, and I'm trying to assume kind of, you know, that um, Elon has thought a lot about this. And I just, again, I think it's not, I think the bigger problem is more about the psychology. It's like getting people to even just want to use, want to have some Dogecoin around or like to adopt it. Like that is the hardest thing, you know, the technology and all the marginal improvements and speed or transaction fees, like, I mean, anything is better than what we have today. Like anything is better than the fiat system we have today, interchange fees and all the fees that banks charge. Whatever we choose, whether it be Doge or some other crypto, it's going to be a hundred times better. You know, it, it'll be all of these things are going to be better. Um, and I don't think there's going to be like one winner take all. I think there's going to be a number of cryptos that will be used in, in certain cases, certain situations. So I think there'll be a couple of winners. Um, you know, maybe maybe Bitcoin will just be a reserve currency or something, uh, and there'll be some other currencies that are used for certain types of products. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's so much innovation happening, and part of it, a lot of it, just kind of like, you know, I've seen so much innovation in tech, just incredibly innovative stuff, just fall flat flat on its face. You know, so I'm just not that like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm a little bit skeptical of like huge advances and uh, and their impact because I, I just feel like sometimes technology that's just good enough will, will wins out because there's some major marketing foot force behind it or some push behind it. You know, like you know, Java came out in the '90s and it was wasn't necessarily you know the best language around, but it was pushed by some microsystems. Um, you know, they they made it the default enterprise language. Which eventually took over like COBOL, um, and it was just it was just because Sun pushed it so hard, they promoted it so promoted it so much, even though there were a ton of other languages that could have done a better job. Um, so uh, I just think it just takes you know a lot of kind of um, somebody to really get behind one of these technologies, and it could be Elon pushing Doge. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. You know, um, so. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. Um, it seems like te Tesla has just started their official um, live stream here on um, their channel. 
and um, we will be f following it. Um, oh, actually, it's starting. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Fremont, California. We're out here at the test track of our Fremont factory, just a few meters away from where we actually build all of our Tesla vehicles. We're super excited to have you all here. In fact, almost nine years ago, on June 22nd, 2012, we had our first Model S delivery event right over there in the factory. So we've come a long way in a, in a few years. We set out to design, engineer, and manufacture the best car in the planet. And we've been working tirelessly every day to try to make that happen. And tonight, we're going to show you the next best version of Model S. And I brought this along because we might be breaking a few records. But more about that later. So let's get Elon out here and have him show you how we made the best car in the world. a car of any kind. The Model S. This is an ambitious goal to create a whole new kind of car. A lot of Wall Street is betting Tesla can't get it done. Thanks for coming and thanks for tuning in. So uh, as France was saying, this is uh, nine, nine years since we delivered the first Model S, the first car produced uh, here in Fremont, so almost a decade. And uh, I think we've, we've really taken it to a whole new level with, the, the, with Plaid. Um, uh, some of you may know that, I mean, basically our, our product uh, plan is, is stolen from Spaceballs. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> we're the, we've gone plaid speed. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, what we really wanted to achieve here is like, well, why, you know, why make this really fast car that's crazy fast and everything? And uh, I think there, there is something it, it, that's quite important um, to the future of sustainable energy, which is that uh, 
we've we got to show that an electric car is the best car, hands down, you know? So it's, it's got to be clear. It's like, man, this is uh, sustainable energy cars. It can be the fastest cars, can be the safest cars, uh, can be the most kick-ass cars in every way. Um, and that, and that's, that's why we did the plaid. It's just to show hands down, this is the way to go. So, um, yes. <laughs> Pressing slide. There we go. All right. <laughs> so, uh, we've made huge improvements from the original car. Uh, and, uh, well, actually, who, who here, has anyone here, probably some have, bought the, the, the early Model S? Like the, yeah. Well, thank you for your support. Um, so, uh, we've, we, you can see the, the, the huge improvements we've made. So, and it started off with, with good performance, but uh, now with, the, the, with Plaid, we, we've managed to break the, uh, the, the two-second barrier, if you will. The, no, no production car has ever uh, done zero to 60 in under two seconds. So. So, and, and this is, this is a, a four-door car, seats five adults, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's like, you know, this thing's moving. I mean, this is like what I, what I call like uh, limit of physics engineering. It's not a relative engineering. It's like, uh, what does physics say we could do? Because physics is the law and everything else is a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in addition to uh, a crazy performance, uh, it's also got a longer range. Uh, even with the uh, tri-motor, high performance, it's got almost a 400 mile range. And in the dual motor configuration, it's got a 412 mile range. So, <laughs> 420, give or take. <laughs> so, um, that joke will never end. <laughs> so, and, and we've also improved the super, supercharging speed. So you can uh, get 187 miles of range in 15 minutes. So. Yeah, so the quickest production car, to be clear, of, of any kind ever made, like I said, first to ever break the two-second barrier. Uh, later tonight, you'll get a chance, a chance to uh, drive around the track. And um, like, this is really something you have to feel to believe. Because it hits you, hits you light in the, right in the limbic system. It's like, damn, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it's basically, what is the car that we can, how can we make a spaceship a car, you know? Um, so, hello. <laughs> so, let's see, yep. And then, in terms of additional stats, uh, it's also the the fastest production car to complete a quarter mile, so 9.23 seconds. Uh, it's got a 200 mile an hour top speed, a uh, thousand over a thousand horsepower, almost 400 mile range. Like I said, uh, charges. Uh, so fast, uh, you, you know, it'll be probably done by the time you have a coffee, basically. Um, and talking about some of the sort of uh, details behind it, uh, so uh, we have an, an all-new battery pack, um, and then something we're really proud of is the new carbon-sleeved rotors for the motor. So this is the first time that, uh, there's, a, to the best of our knowledge, there's been a, a production electric motor that has, that has a carbon overwrap rotor. So, um, 
this is a super hard thing to do because uh, carbon and uh, copper have, uh, you know, a, have very different rates of thermal expansion. So in order to do a carbon overactor rotor, you've got to wind it at extremely high tension. It's a very hard thing to, to do. We actually had to design the machine that makes the, motor, the rotor. So it, no such machine ex existed before. It also means that we can make, have the electromagnetic field uh, be super efficient uh, and have a tight gap even at super high RPM. And this is, it's single speed from zero to 200 miles an hour. So it's just, like it, the RPM is so crazy that just the centrifugal force wants to expand the rotor. So the carbon overwrap actually holds the, the rotor, to, basically holds the rotor together. <laughs> it's, like, it's like madness. So, um, yeah. So let's see. In fact, uh, we're going to show you the motor. In fact, you might have had a chance to see the drive unit. And we can go closer. <laughs> I mean, this is really a an amazing work of engineering. Um, yeah. There's, there's just never been a, an, an electric motor like this. I mean, you can pick this motor up with your hands, and, and it can accelerate a two-ton car to 60 miles an hour in two seconds. I mean, that kind of power to weight is insane. Yeah. So it, it, goes, uh, we've, we've, it goes up to 20,000 RPM and maybe a little more. So. Yeah, I was saying, look close, look at it. <laughs> so, let's see, okay, let's switch back to the slides, I think. So, uh, in it, we also were able to achieve the uh, lowest drag coefficient of any car ever made. So, yeah. So, uh, really, I think t Tesla engineering has outdone itself here. Uh, this is a car that looks good, but also gets an, uh, an incredible drag coefficient. And this is, uh, take, uh, this is the, the true drag coefficient of the car, including um, w with wheels in motion. Sometimes you'll hear drag coefficients quoted, but that'll be without the wheels moving. And the wheels cause sort of air churn and incremental drag. And uh, this is the actual drag coefficient of the car. So it's. Uh, to have a good-looking sports car, uh, have that lower drag coefficient is, is really tough. So. We also have the latest uh, and greatest uh, in heat pump, which is the, basically the HVAC system for the car. Uh, it's 30% better cold weather range uh, and requires 50% less energy for cabin heating in freezing conditions. Um, yeah, so it's, you'll see very little degradation in cold weather. Um, and the radiator is uh, twice as big for heat rejection. So you'll be able to actually do back-to-back -back 0 to 60s, um, go on the track, just haul ass, and uh, as you'll see tonight, this car is just going to be over and over again, and it doesn't get winded. I think we've got to take this uh, back to maybe the Nürburgring. Let's uh, see what happens. Um, and then, of course, uh, it, you know, when, when we first delivered the Model S, there were no superchargers anywhere in the world. 
So back in 2012, no superchargers anywhere. Uh, now there are 25,000 superchargers all around the world. So. We opened uh, 30 just in the last week. And uh, we're just going to keep going so that you can basically travel anywhere you want uh, with peace of mind, super easy, keep increasing the, the power of the superchargers. Uh, you know, we're 250 kilowatts, so obviously that will we'll start going to you know, 280, 300, 350. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and then it's, it's also engineered for uh, maximum safety as well. So, uh, in fact, this is designed to be the, uh, our aspiration for this car. Um, it still has to be tested by the U.S. government, but uh, we think we can uh, get the, the lowest probability of injury of any car ever tested. So, um, in fact, the, these are the actual NHTSA probability of injuries numbers. All top five cars the, with the, the lowest probability of injuries ever tested, all five are Teslas. So. So, I mean, with the Plaid Model S, what you have is a car that is uh, faster than, than, quicker than any sports car, uh, and like faster than any, any Porsche, safer than any Volvo, in the same car. That's insane. It's like, it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. And then the design, we've obviously made a lot of refinements to the exterior. And, and then we've made, we've completely redone the interior. So we, I think when, once you drive the, the new Model S, it really feels like you're driving the future. Um, and uh, other cars are going to, especially like non-Tesla cars are going to feel very last century. <laughs> so all new interior. Um, as you can see, we changed the orientation of the main screen. So it's easier to watch movies and that kind of thing. Um, in landscape? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, in other notes, we have ventilated front seats. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, it's, I think it's, a, it's really, it, you drive around and it really feels like, okay, we're in 2021, great. Um, we, we have the, this yoke steering wheel, which is a little different, but I think once you try it, you'll think this is, it's, it's great. Um, the, you, your, the visibility uh, of the, the, the main screen is, is super clear, especially for uh, autopilot. So you can see the entire panoramic view of, you can basically see the mind's eye of the car. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> so. And then we've gotten rid of the stalks. So, like, you know, I think generally um, all input is error. So we, we want, if, if you have to do something that the car could have done already, uh, that should be taken care of. The software should just do it. So you can actually just literally walk up to the car, it senses that you're approaching, unlocks the car based on your phone, it just basically pairs with your phone, knows that you're coming to the car, opens the door, it op op extends the handle, you sit down, and you just drive. You don't, you don't have to uh, press the drive or anything like that. The car knows you want to drive. It figures like, yeah, good guess, you know? <laughs> so, and, and, then, and then it's using the autopilot system to know where the obstacles are. So obviously if there's something in front of you, you want to go backwards, and if there's 
something in, in, uh, you know, in back of you, you want to go front, most likely. Um, <laughs> and then it'll, 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 it will adapt to your, uh, to, to your needs. So if it sees that you're always doing, this, you know, you're changing to reverse or forward in particular situations, it'll try to remember that. Um, and ge geocode it to that location, so then you, it'll, you won't have to do it in the future. It'll, it will just keep uh, minimizing the amount of input that you need to do until the car just reads your mind. So it's going to be great. Um, yeah. So uh, we've redesigned the, the interior, moved the interior so that the, the, um, the, the front IP is actually uh, slimmer and thinner, so we were able to move the, uh, the, the front seats forward, giving more room to the back seat. And we uh, reclined the back seat more and uh, reduced the interior trim. So uh, basically, the, the, you know, the current Model S, the back seat is not amazing, but the new one, uh, it's actually a legit back seat, I'd say. <laughs> it's like, you, you, it's good. <laughs> um, so you, you can, it's, I think it's quite a comfortable uh, back seat, and you've got also a rear screen, um, and you can control everything from the, from the back. Um, yeah. So. It's, it's got uh, uh, inductive, uh, dual inductive charges uh, for your phones in the back and dual inductive in the, uh, in the front. Um, and it's, got, it's a 36 watt power supply, so you can actually charge like your you know, laptop or anything. Basically, it's, got, it's a 36 watt uh, USB-C. Yeah. Um, it can also uh, pair with multiple Bluetooth devices simultaneously. So uh, multiple people could be controlling music, or somebody could be playing a video game. Uh, so it's, uh, you can do multiple wireless things simultaneously. And then uh, similar to the, the Model 3 and, and Y, um, we, in, instead of having air vents, uh, we use intersecting uh, columns of air. So, and we just vary the, uh, the speed of the air. So you don't have to, there's no vents um, that you can see. Uh, and you can just touch the screen and move the screen around and it'll, it'll just move the air wherever you want it. And the, and the air is much more diffuse. Um, it just feels like an invisible air conditioning system. It's great. So, and it's a, it's a, a tri-zone, so there's a zone for the, the rear and a, a front and left, left front, right front uh, zone. So. And then the 17-inch touchscreen is, it feels like a, a movie theater. The, the sound is incredible. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can really, it, 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 it's, it's like a home theater experience. So if you're, if you're sitting somewhere waiting or for whatever reason or at a supercharger, uh, you can just catch up on what are your, your favorite Netflix show or iTunes or whatever the case may be, YouTube. Um, and of course, uh, you can also play video games. So, and, and the same thing for the rear. So you can, uh, rear, it, it, it basically, the, the system feeds all three screens, um, and so you can do things the front, rear, it's great. Um, uh, we, we have an old new uh, sound system designed by Tesla Audio, um, with, uh, and we have acoustic glass throughout the car, so the car is very quiet when going down the highway, even at very high speeds, like you're like doing like 100 miles an hour, still quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and th this is a Tesla-designed uh, codec, so uh, it will keep uploading improved versions uh, of the sound system. It's, it's, it's completely software-defined, so we'll, we'll keep tweaking it, 
and dynamically adjusting to whether uh, you're using uh, so streaming or whether it's coming via Bluetooth from your phone or uh, different streaming services. Uh, it'll actually, and if, if the data rate changes, it'll adapt that. So basically, it always sounds good. Um, and that's just going to get better. So, yeah. And then we've got an all new UI. Uh, so, <laughs> really want waypoints. Okay, does everybody here want waypoints? Yeah. Okay, fine, we'll do waypoints. God yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> two weeks. All right, we'll do, do waypoints, fine. Um, so, uh, but obviously, it also interfaces with your calendar. Um, so, if you just, uh, basically, if you just, if you just get in the car, and you just sort of swipe down from navigate. You don't have to enter anything, just swipe down. Uh, the car will automatically figure out if you want to go to home, work, or what's on your calendar. So it'll, it'll default to calendar priority. And obviously, if you're, if you're at home and, in, and it's kind of a weekday or whatever, it assumes you're going to go to work. So you just swipe down, automatically navigates to work, and checks traffic and gives you an optimal route. So it's just like a nice little easy thing. And you can actually set it to automatically generate the most probable route. So you just get in. And it's going to guess what route you want, and you don't have to press anything. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the UI is uh, like basically easy to move around, uh, expand, contract, uh, shift music to the left, uh, to the right, um, and we're going to keep improving it. So uh, it basically feels like a like a modern tablet or phone. Um, so. And then uh, <laughs> it's not PS. Not PS4, it's PS5. <laughs> so um, there's, I think never, there really there's never been a car that has state-of-the-art uh, computing technology, state-of-the-art infotainment, where uh, this is literally uh, at the level of a, of a PlayStation 5. So yeah, I mean, if you think about the future where the car is often uh, in autopilot or full self-driving mode, um, then entertainment is going to become increasingly important. Um, so you're going to want to watch movies, play games, um, you know, use, use the internet, uh, just little thing, you know, things you want to do if you're not driving. And this is uh, actual PlayStation 5 level performance. So we're going to try to do a gaming demo. Yes. It can play cyberpunk. <laughs> so this is somebody playing the car right now. This is, so <laughs> play, playing live. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, you know, like pretty great, you know? So have fun in the game. In the, in the, it's going to be great. So all right. So high frame rate will do 60 frames a second. Um, with state-of-the-art games. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got uh, uh, incredible performance, interior of the future. 
I think uh, engineering that's practically alien. Um, so, uh, like I said, the you know simultaneously the safest car in the world and the fastest. It's this is insane. So, we also got like look at some things like the uh, the power curve. So the, I think this really illustrates the difference. It maintains uh, a thousand horsepower all the way up to uh, uh, 200 miles an hour. <laughs> this car crushes. All right. So. <laughs> yes. All right, and deliveries begin now. So, so we're, we're in production. Uh, we're going to deliver the first uh, 25 cars now, and uh, uh, and then basically we should be at uh, you know several hundred cars per week soon, and a thousand cars a week probably next quarter. So uh, please enjoy. Uh, we put a lot of work into this. Uh, I'd like to to thank the incredible work of the Tesla engineering and production teams. Uh, as a, you know, like my hat is off to Tesla Engineering Production Design, the whole, the whole, the whole group. Uh, they really they put their uh, heart and soul into this, so I uh, hope, hope you enjoy it. So let's uh, deliver some cars. All right. Right, so there you had the Tesla Model S Plaid delivery event. Elon just finished speaking. Um, they're delivering their first 25 cars right now. Um, it looks like Emmett Peppers is going to be one of those 25 people getting his car tonight. And we're going to check in with him um, probably in five or ten minutes or so. I want to hear kind of his first impressions about his car, about tonight's. Um, presentation if he's excited about you know his car and such um, yeah it looks like uh, Tesla has ended actually their presentation so um, we can go ahead and um, so here's what we're gonna do for um, the rest of the stream um, we're gonna go ahead and um, we'll, we'll keep kind of one preview open in case Tesla opens, reopens part of the stream. So, um, but I want to kind of recap um, what happened, the highlights with Jason DeBolt here. And then we'll go ahead after doing that, we'll check in with Emmett Peppers um, and Vincent Yu of Tasmanian, uh, who's who's at the event, kind of hear his first impressions. Uh, so um, I jotted down eight things that I thought were pretty crucial highlights, but I'm just curious, Jason, on your end, what's that kind of the top one or two things that stuck out uh, for you? Yeah, that um, that power curve is pretty incredible. How it just stays flat 
um, at a thousand horsepower um, at that top speed. Just a single, I mean, there's no gears. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, the, the original Model S did not have that power curve and that was a big point of contention with a lot of early owners. So this is huge. Um, and uh, that just means that the car will continue to uh, okay. pull away from people at high, high rate of speed. So it, it's actually really cool. Um, but yeah, just the, that, that just blew me away. That was amazing. I felt like, um, you know, the, the PS5, you know, being able to play uh, Cyberpunk is really cool. Um, God, there's so much. I mean, the, the um, yeah, where do I start? It's, it's kind of like, you know, there's so much that happened. Uh, maybe what, what what caught your attention the most? What was the biggest thing for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go through uh, one uh, each one of these, I guess, and see yeah. kind of, you know, what one we by one. Um, the power curve thing, um, I noticed your reaction was like you're kind of really surprised by it. Um, did you notice the kind of that with your model, early Model S, um, kind of the power dropping off? Yeah, yeah, you could feel it um, at, you know, high rate of speed. You know, basically it would... Um, you would expect, I mean, I grew up riding on, you know, driving cars and riding motorcycles, pretty aware of power curves. So you could feel it in, in those early EVs that they would kind of really start to weaken, um, their, the power, you know, the, the horsepower would be less, would actually go down the higher, um, you know, rate of speed you're going, you can kind of feel it, right? Like, uh, so this just means the car is going to, uh, continue to accelerate it powerfully at you know higher rates of speed. So, um, yeah, I mean that's a big deal. They did they did some intent like really amazing engineering to pull that off. I think, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that I guess that uh, carbon um, the carbon rotor. I guess the uh, the casing that that's that's pretty amazing. Um, you know that. Uh, I don't know how that how that works, but I think that was a big part of maybe achieving that. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it it, it seems like one of the common themes throughout the whole presentation was Elon highlighting the engineering, kind of like you know yeah. t- the engineers had to really come up with creative solutions to come up with the safest car, like a comfortable car, luxurious yet super fast, super quiet, just kind of hit all of these like crazy goalposts. And it seemed like Elon was basically saying he's really, really happy about this car. Like it's a feat of engineering. Um, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, it brings me back to my old 2013 model S performance I had. And when it first came out, like I remember I had like 265 miles of range, which was like long range version. And then um, it went zero to 60 in 4.2 seconds, which was incredibly fast at that time, you know? And I remember just like taking people in the car and say, check this out, you know, <laughs> for, I think it was, was it 4.2 seconds five, or something? Four. It was like five seconds, 5.2 seconds. And that was super Oh fast. yeah. Yours was the non-performance version, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Got it. But um, to, to, to think about, to think of how they've like totally have taken the next step, you know, like two seconds, super fast speed, just everything. It's, it shows that there's something about Elon and Tesla where they're not just yeah, they sitting everything. back, you know, and just they, kicking they addressed, back. Yeah, they addressed all the problems that the Model S has been plagued with for, for years. Like the drag coefficient used to be two point, or 0.24, I think, and now it's 0.208. So that's a big, that's a big improvement there. Um, yeah. 
And then the back seats look a heck of a lot more comfortable, more like I could spend a lot of time back there, you know, charging my phone, you know, controlling the HVAC and, you know, uh, playing the game from the back seat. maybe like they seem a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. They look styling. I mean, it looks like you could kick back. It's you know? <laughs> so much better. It's so yeah, much yeah. better. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it just, this is, this is definitely, you know, if you bought the OG Tesla model S like us, you had to be kind of like an early adopter yeah. kind of nerd, you know, somebody really liked Tesla, the company and you like the car, but you, you did it not just because of the car, but maybe you geeked out on it. But for this car, you don't need to be a geek. Like this is a legitimate, super badass like luxury sedan hypercar, like sport. It's just like, this thing is, I mean, you don't have to like EVs to want this car. This is, this has it all. Like this yeah. is, this is not going to be an early adopter car. Like this is a, uh, this is legit. I mean, this thing's going to sell very well, I think. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, so, okay. So some of the things I jotted down were, were number one. So you've got this carbon sleeve rotor, right? Holding the rotors together. So we talked about that briefly. It seems like, yeah, there was some, a lot of engineering that had to take place to get that power curve up. Um, the drag co number two, the drag coefficient is 0.208. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of crazy. Um, I, I noticed, um, Tesla has such a fanaticism, such a, like a ultra priority on, on efficiency and you know getting that drag coefficient lower i remember i was talking with franz at the model y reveal event i think and i'm mm -hmm. like hey why don't why didn't you make the model y more traditionally like a suv like kind of a, a square back you know why why did you make it kind of uh cut off you know like like mm -hmm. so much and he's basically saying like hey we are you know, so prioritized on efficiency and, and yeah. the drag, right? This is super important to us. And it's something like, I don't think people understand completely, like how much, how important that is. But I mean, I guess it shows here, you know, where this is probably, it probably took a ton of effort to get down to this drag coefficient, right? And mm -hmm. maybe it wouldn't have mattered if they just had, you know, 0.22 drag coefficient, it still would have been fine. But they tried to get the most, the, the ultimately the, what, I guess to the limits to, to the limits of physics, right? What's possible, and they they push the limit, and that's what you have in this car. It's like everything is pushing the limits. It's, it seems like, um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a drag coefficient. Number three is heat pump. So it's interesting. Like they're they're continuing to innovate on the air conditioning and the heating. It seems like this heat pump, if it, I didn't catch the whole thing, but it seemed like it was like kind of the next generation a bit. It was like they're improving on the heat pump. Um, and it, it kind of leads me to think like, this is going to be something that goes into home HVAC eventually, like all that expertise, right. Mm -hmm. Of yeah. just learning how to do heat and air conditioning so efficiently. I mean, like I, I, I've been traveling in an RV a lot, this, you know, mm -hmm. recently, and it's like the air conditioning and heating just sucks in our RV. It's just like, I've got this yeah. crazy AC and this crazy furnace. I can't even sleep because, you know, it's so loud. It just like, it shakes the whole car, you know, whole RV. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no one's innovating on this stuff, you know, like all these like people are just kicking back and it's like, man, it's like some of these things, like they can, it could be applied in so many different areas, you know, whether it's a car or a van or, or a motorhome yeah. or something, but, um, yeah, heat pump. Um, any, any, any uh, more thoughts on the, those first three kind of uh, topics? No, I mean, yeah. it's just, 
Yeah. I, I mean, the heat pump thing is like, I mean, the, the in-house expertise that they're developing to, to push the boundaries on these things is so incredible. Like, I mean, they, they could just, if they wanted to, they could start building air conditioned units for homes or RVs or whatever. I mean, they're not going to do that. They're going to have their own vehicle that they'll build air conditioning units for. But that's just another set of, you know, that's that's more expertise that they're developing in house to that could be future revenue streams like that nobody's thinking about. It. Very few people are. Thinking about it, so um, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to try calling a Vincent Yu, Yu of Tasmanian right now. Um, we're going to try to get Vincent in here. Uh, he is at the event right now. Um, wanted to hear his feedback on what's going on. Um, the reception might not be good because there's probably a ton of people making. Hey, Vincent, how's it going? Dave, how are you? Good, good. I'm here with Jason DeBolt. We're just chatting, hanging out after the event. Hey, so what's going on? How is it? Wow, it's amazing. You got to see the real car, man. It's <laughs> fascinating. Is it? Does, does the car look much you different? Emmons is right here. Hey, Emmons. Hey, <laughs> nice. Hey, hey what's up? Do you have your car? Is your car right there? Yeah, this is Emmons' car. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that looks sweet. I know Raj something is the guy who just gave me the delivery. I was just asking him a whole bunch of questions. I asked him to come on your channel, but he said it all goes to Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that yeah. looks crazy. Spaceship. Yeah. Chief information officer. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> crazy. It's crazy. It's can you hear us okay? Yeah, yeah. What what can what can you tell us? Like what what are your impressions and thoughts? Oh man, I got at the very end. Elon walked outside. Did you see that, Vince? When he walked yeah. outside and he yeah. did a little side interview. I got most of it on my my video, but uh, there was a guy in an astronaut suit kind of pushing me. I couldn't quite get my video up. Uh, but uh, the, the um, I tried to ask him if it'll mine Dogecoin at the end, but everyone was shouting at the same time. I thought, you know, he was very open and ready to, like, answer questions. I just couldn't think. I was, like, so stunned. I couldn't think of the he right question. He was just there for, like, five minutes. <laughs> five uh, minutes, but he, five was, minutes. he was happy. Anyone could have asked him, like, a question if you were ready. Yeah. I just wasn't ready. I was, just, uh, I was, I was like, like I, I didn't expect he was going to stay there for, like, five minutes. No, me know? neither. Yeah. Me neither. It was cool. I got most of it on video. I don't know. There may be a tidbit of information in there. Like, you saw about Roadster and something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so what are your first impressions of the exterior uh, look? and also the interior oh it's awesome man it looks amazing and like the cyberpunk capability game and like other gaming is going to be amazing but yeah we saw someone playing the cyberpunk game when he was talking yeah that was it. a life yeah yeah yeah, was, yeah it, was, it looks sick like the uh i mean it's an expensive car but it's like so is the first tesla model s you know and, and this thing you get like so much more value exactly. range you get performance safety you know, it's just more comfortable to sit in. The, the, the I haven't driven it yet. But, but the driving. interior is like fascinating. Yeah, interior is fascinating. You want to see the interior? Can you yeah, yeah, go sure. for it. Nice. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Let's see the back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seat. And they gave me a box of tequila, Tesla tequila. Nice. Tequila. Nice. <laughs> but I don't drink, but I'll give it to someone as a nice gift. Yeah. Maybe Dave Lee, you want it. Uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason, you can have Jason it. Jason can have it, right? Oh, 
I've actually got a bunch already, but I would um, like to take more tequila. All right, all right. Hey, Vincent, you like it. You want, you want I, it? I, I have 15. Uh, 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, um, so Emmett, you get to drive home with that car, I guess, right? That's your car now to take yeah. home? Right. Yeah, I think I could drive home, like, almost right away if I wanted to. I don't know what the timing is when I'm allowed to, but the indications where I could just get in and leave whenever I want. There's some other stuff going on here. I was going to hang out for a little bit and see what else is going on. We could do the test drive or something. Oh, there's test yeah. drives over there. You get test drive for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fall, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I don't see anyone else leaving yet, so I don't know if they're letting anyone leave yet that's taking delivery. Cool. Uh, exactly. Cool. But, um, yeah, it was pretty sweet, man. What would you guys think of it? Yeah, no, no. It seems like they're, it's a totally next level uh, Model S card. It, it surprised me, actually. It's like much... I guess uh, more impressive than I imagined. Actually, that all the features, you know, pushing the envelope. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible. Elon's a good salesman, a good marketing guy. Exactly. You know? And <laughs> did you see that um, the one thousand horsepower able to hold it up to like two hundred miles? Yeah, that is like yeah. crazy. Wow. So yeah. like that's elevation all the way up there almost. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, scary to drive. Like I'm afraid I'm gonna like. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope no one drives when they're drinking with this car, because that'll be serious news stories. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to test driving this on the way home later. And Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me know. know. Yeah. 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 Uh, the outside looks very similar. I'm sure there's fine. It looks really cool on the outside. Mm -hmm. But I, my, to my naked eye, it's hard from the outside when all the doors are closed to see a whole lot of differences. I guess it does look a little different, but I'm just not as detail-oriented to the naked eye for me the outside alone you know the inside is very different to the, me. the inside is like wow yeah it's really good mm. yeah. so vincent <laughs> vincent are you do you have any plans on getting uh the new model s or x later uh i i i ordered the um model s long range but i might want to change my mind to get the plan huh. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 All i right. Yeah. What about you, Jason? You're gonna get the uh, the plaid. The plaid. I'm thinking about it now. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about it before, but actually, and I was gonna wait for the roadster. But that car looks badass, and the power curves. Um, the power curves, dude. That is that is not normal. Like that's not that is uh, that was unexpected. I think uh, that that to me is that's inspiring. So I might actually get one. <laughs> it's like I want to drive. <laughs> I can't wait to see the reaction videos of people driving it, you know, and uh, and the, the drag race videos. Oh my gosh, I, I can't wait. Um, I got those cameras you can put in your car and start giving test drives to people. And yeah, like the, the GoPro. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 It's pretty sick. Definitely. Wow. Man. Yeah. Funny story. I was walking over. I was talking to the guy, the CIO. And then someone walked in and just the car opened. I was here, and they sat. And someone else sat in the car before me for the first time. I was like, Man, I <laughs> "That's your car." Yeah, I was like, oh. It was. A, it was like you know, I was supposed to be the first person to sit there, and someone else sat in it. It was funny, but it was all right. I don't mind. It was cool. All right, man. Um, Vincent, uh, Emmett, thanks, man, for chatting, man. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, we've got a uh, forty-five hundred people uh, watching live oh, right now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's been fun. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. I'll see you again. Okay. okay. Bye. Okay. We'll see you. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, man. 
Wow, that was pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the things you could do in 2021. You get, you know, live stream people from Fremont, California. You're in LA, like, you know, or yeah, di different places. We have 4,500 people online at this moment, just like, you know, enjoying the moment um, and uh, yeah, learning about this stuff. So yeah, it seems like, yeah, it's, I'm kind of tempted too about this model as, um, <laughs> Um, it seems like it's like in, inside, it just feels like a completely different car, you know? Yeah. It yeah. does. It just, that is a completely different S, you know? Um, it's like a new car. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's not the same. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's, you know, we, we didn't learn about the castings though. I didn't see anything about the castings or the, the cell format or anything. Um, yeah. so, but I think we can infer they probably didn't use the 4680s based on maybe the range and things like that. But, uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a different car that, that I want that car. <laughs> it's just like, you know, if Tesla breaks maybe like 900 again, I, I think I'm just gonna buy it. I'm just gonna buy one. Uh -huh. I mean, buy does it, it matter? I mean, does it matter like long range versus plaid? I mean, it's already like three seconds, you know, for the long range. I mean, it just seems like good enough. I mean, when, yeah. where, when are you gonna use the extra like <laughs> you know, one second off? <laughs> I mean, I think that, that we'll see the reaction videos. Like, I wonder yeah. if they're gonna go around the track. So before when they did the Roadster um, in Hawthorne, when they did the Roadster. Uh, test rides they were just going straight line but these people you know the people on the track at the fremont track they're getting test rides around the track right now right so they're actually going to experience some track g-forces and like i hope that's recorded you know yeah that, that sure be, i'm sure it was you know yeah so, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm excited i remember um uh, i was at the model s uh a D event. This was like 2014 or so, where they added the dual motor motors, I think. And they had um, basically a launch, test launch, right, where you went zero to 60. And they they had the same kind of thing that they're having now. It's like all these lights showing and you launch through it. And it was like low threes. I think it was like 3.2 or something. But I remember going, th just sitting in that thing and it just like was so crazy. It was like so fast. It just like, you know, completely blew me away. I can't imagine what two seconds would be like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's insane. That's going to be nuts. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that power curve is, is not normal. Like that just seems, I, I, I mean, that's like the dream, <laughs> like, like to have it just stay flat for the, yeah, going up to like 200 miles an hour. Like what car does that? Like most internal combustion car engines like they 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 take a while to even work up to that you know uh to get the full horsepower they have to get it beyond a certain rate of speed to, you know they kind of creep up but like uh, electric you know vehicles and they they shoot up to that maximum horsepower and then they they kind of slowly degrade as the rate of speed goes faster but that's what it's always been like but with this motor i guess they've been able to engineer it so well that it just, they just flatline it at that top horsepower so that's going to feel different. I mean, that's going to be interesting. Like I can't wait to see some racing videos with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. yeah. Um, okay. So we went over, uh, I have about eight or nine of these top kind of highlights from the presentation. So we went over the carbon sleeve rotors, the zero, the points, two zero eight drag coefficient, the heat pump. Number three, number four is the yoke. I was looking 
the yolk and it was interesting i was like at first i was like yolk so so where's the i, I kind of put my hands on top a lot uh, myself when i drive but then it seems like elon is saying you get better visibility with you know the top off where you could look i guess at the screen but also forward i mean what are your thoughts do you think that matters no, i think that's cool like especially if you're um you know well, I'm pretty tall, so I can see over the steering wheel anyways, but I guess if you're a little shorter, it, it can make a big difference. Um, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to feel awesome. You know, people, when they drive it, uh, when they drive it fast, they're going to feel like it's it's a it's a race car or something. Um, it'll feel good. I think it'll feel good. I don't know. I, I really I want to drive um, one of those guys, uh, Model S's, <laughs> maybe Emmett's. Model S, uh, if he if he ever wants to drive it down to LA, um, or uh, but no, I think yeah, the, the yoke is cool. I just mm-hmm. I wonder if that's gonna tuck underneath the dashboard at some point. Yeah. Like maybe they have some mechanism to you know to to do that so that when it becomes autonomous with FSD, you know they have an yeah. easy way of like retracting it rather than ripping it out entirely. It can just automatically kind of be tucked under the dashboard. Yeah, exactly. Because I was thinking like, you know, Tesla knows that this platform for the S and the X is going to last for quite a while, probably at least another eight years. And so mm-hmm. they need to find a way to get rid of that steering steering wheel when it comes time. So I'm sure they've probably thought of that. Um, number five yeah. was no stocks. So Elon is talking about, you know, the whole park and drive stock and the other side, you know, wipers and t- wait, turn signals. Wait, how do you turn? Like... <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I guess um, uh, is this supposed to know? <laughs> Has Elon I, figured uh, out a neural link <laughs> from the <laughs> Tesla Model S to your brain, where you're just like left, you know? And I mean, no, I guess, I guess everything is set up for full self driving. Then you know, eventually. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, I we've got I've got to ask Emmett this, you know, <laughs> when yeah. he drives home, like, how do you turn left if you don't have any stocks? It's crazy. Maybe right. there's something on the on the on the actual steering wheel, you know. Maybe you're, you're pressing to to do the turn signals. We'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hope they thought it through. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's so okay? So I have some reservations with the whole. You know, not just the no stocks, but he talks about the whole car adapting to your needs. You know, you mm-hmm. flip down, it just knows where to go. And, um, like, it seems like it ideally in a perfect world, it seems like it could work, but there just seems to be so many cases where it's like, yeah, like you walk into the car and it's supposed to just know that you want to go forward and not backwards. What if you're in a place where you go forward or backwards? You know, right. you're in a new situation and like maybe they'll have some, I guess, manual control to go backward or forward or I mean, what? I don't know. It just seems like it's it's a little bit ideal. It reminds me of the whole Model X, like self-presenting doors or the Falcon wing doors. Like I, in an ideal, perfect world, it, it's supposed to work great. But in real life, you know, world situations like yeah. it gets or, tripped up. Yeah. Or if you're in the situation of like, you know, the Austin Powers movie where he's in that tunnel with a little car and he's kind of going forward and backwards with that little confined space. Maybe you're in a parking, uh, parallel parking situation where you have like a few inches in front and behind you and you need to do like a, you know, a 10 point turn or something to get out of there. Like, how would you even know which direction 
it's like, do you have to constantly press on the and the UI to say I want to go in reverse and forward? Like that could be kind of tedious. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical on that too. Um, yeah, I feel like it could work most of the time, but there are a few times where it could be really annoying. Um, I mean, most of the time, like yeah, you can. Um, uh, I think that probably maybe 80 or 90 percent of the time it'll work. But then for those edge cases, you'll probably just know as soon as you get into your car, you're like, okay, I'm gonna have to tell it what to do, and you just go oh, go into the UI and you say reverse, and then you yeah, know, yeah. You, you do that. Really. Yeah, I think that would work. Um, yeah. It yeah. might actually be really cool. I mean, I have a garage, and you know, there's only one way to get out of that thing, so that would be nice just to be able to, you know. Yeah, I yeah, hope they. Knows, I right? hope they so. they childproof everything because, like, my six year old loves to sit in the driver's seat, you know, like uh, playing yeah. around and stuff. So I don't want him to be like driving off with the cars. Uh, I'm sure they uh, thought about I did that. That when I was a kid, so <laughs> following in my they'll be following in my footsteps. Um, exactly. <laughs> my brother and I routinely used to back the, the Volvo out of the driveway. <laughs> we did it a couple times and then, yeah, but, um, that's funny. So, uh, yeah. What's next on your list? Cool, man. So, um, number five was no stocks. Number six is, um, um, home theater experience. So, um, it seems like they put a lot of priority in making the inside, the ultimate kind of entertainment, right. Place where, it's like acoustic glass. So it's yeah. like quiet. You have this crazy the like speaker system. You've got this seventeen-inch <laughs> monitor. Um, Sawyer Merritt, bef like, was saying that he he heard that the screen can tilt, like left, center, or right, the center screen. Uh, we mm -hmm. didn't hear anything about that, but who knows? Um, and then play games. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it seems like that's the future you know you do want a super quiet like awesome sound and video and just everything and it seems like yeah. tesla said let's take it to the max and let's you know yeah. let's do it i mean what are your thoughts yeah no the car is definitely moving in that direction like they've continued to push towards like you know the fundamentals of the car like making it fast making it aerodynamic and all the sporty stuff but they're also kind of pushing on like yeah this has to be in a car, in a car where you can just sit somewhere and like play video games, watch movies, and have this incredible immersive sound system that is constantly improving. Like that that blows my mind that they have this like software-defined um, codec, I guess, that they, they can change the sound system remotely and it gets better uh, based on what you're listening to maybe. That's, that's amazing. Like is anybody else doing that? Um, you know, I mean the Model 3, I have a Model 3, the sound system there is, is incredible yeah, and maybe this great. is like a step beyond that. It probably is. Um, so yeah yeah, yeah it's cool. it's like with the model 3 and model y tesla had to be very careful with costs like that was that's like their big priority because every dollar every cent make, like, like makes a difference but mm -hmm. in the model s and the x they could be a little more flexible so they could really go for the high end the best of the best you know and that's what mm -hmm. you have in this car you know it's like tesla unleashed you know um yeah really going for it um number seven is um the goal of 1,000 cars per week next quarter. Um, so that's, you know what, 50,000 car run rate. Um, I'm guessing, is he, is he talking about the Model S alone or together with the Model X? I mean, I guess, okay, so before all of this, Tesla was, you know, selling probably fifteen to 20,000 Model S and Xs per year, so maybe between yeah. seventy and 80,000 per year. So do you think Tesla can sell at, at least as much, maybe 
a hundred thousand per year of S and X's? Um, I think they can. I think that this car is just a different car. Like, I just, I mean, the Model S, I was surprised actually that it continued to hold up for so many years. Like, I mean, it's an amazing car. It's fast and everything, but like this car just has it all. I think that it's going to, yeah, I think they can hit 50, $50,000, 50,000 vehicles, 50,000 run rate. Um, I don't know if they can hit 50,000, you know, in a given full year, but maybe the run rate they can hit and, you know, at some point, like, yeah, that sounds that that sounds doable based on what we just saw. I mean, yeah. like, I think a lot of people are going to want this car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the Model X. Like, I mean, maybe it'll be kind of similar. They're probably going to reuse a lot of the same elements, like the the sound system and the the same kind of screen sizes and and all that. It, it might they'll probably just reuse a lot of the same hardware and and you know all that but yeah i think it sounds reasonable i mean um if they're selling 15 to twenty thousand s and x a year uh for previous years then actually per quarter or sorry per quarter yeah yeah. per quarter i don't know fifteen thousand to twenty per quarter then it sounds like they could you know double that with this car yeah um like for me with the model s um I kind of like my Model 3 because I, I like the the maneuverability. Like, I could just go, you know, like, the, the handling is just so awesome on the Model 3. Yeah. And, like, I can get into tight parking spots better. Like, with Model S, I always felt, like, a little bit, like, <laughs> I don't want to... Like, I wouldn't say it's a cruiser of a car, but it's a long car, you know? it's it's You have to kind of watch it you know it's just different yeah. like the model 3 is it, it feels more sporty i mean what are your thoughts like yeah do you, yeah. Do you have that experience yeah definitely uh mm-hmm. i think the first time i drove my car i, I like i i scratched the 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 wheel <laughs> like, yeah. it's like i was it's a very wide car you exactly. know it's got a wide wheel base so like yeah i mean that but you know if you want a really nice sedan like that i mean most sedans are pretty large anyways. I don't know how they compare to the other, you know, say European sedans, but I think they're all larger than the Model 3. Um, but uh, no, I think I don't think that will deter people. I think people yeah. will just see all the great things about this car. And yeah. and it's just a different car than the OG Model S that, you know, has only had incremental improvements for like nine years. You know, this is like step change improvements in so many areas. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I they think, didn't talk about the manufacturing really. Of this. Know, yeah, yeah. Um, besides so. um, that, they made the machines to make those rotors because you yep. know, it didn't exist before. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I would imagine that the handling on the Model S is vastly improved from the previous generation, just because they had so much time to re-engineer everything, and they have so much more know-how since you know back in the day. But that's, I mean, that'd be interesting to talk with Emmett. And see if he feel the difference, you know, handling yeah. wise. Um, so I don't know. It might actually feel like a smaller car compared to the mm-hmm. original, you know, Model S, because that was a, yeah. a, a previous generation, you know, car. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number nine. So my last uh, kind of highlight um, takeaway was um, the amount of engineering kind of focused achievements on with this car. Like it, it just it just seemed like every point Elon was making was you know, this is a huge engineering achievement feat to do what we just did, right? And then not just excel in one area like performance, but to excel in so many different areas combined, 
right? And put, putting all of that together, um, kind of like, it, it seemed like Elon was saying like, we outdid ourselves. Like we just, <laughs> we just like engineered our way to some crazy vehicle that we didn't even think was possible to exist, right? Yeah. We just created this crazy vehicle um, through engineering magic. Um, I, what, what, what are your thoughts? And like, did you feel that way in terms of the engineering focus of the presentation? Yeah. I think that the power to weight ratio of the motors just says it all. Like that, that is insane that <laughs> you can like pick up these motors and it's enough to accelerate a 210 vehicle zero to 60 in two seconds. And you could like pick up the powertrain for that. Like, you know, the, the original motors for the Model S were, they're supposedly watermelon size, but they were bigger. They were, and there were, I'm sure there were hundreds of pounds and like you couldn't pick it up, but these have, you know, carbon and things like that. They're much lighter. So um, they engineered the hell out of those things and then but like the actual body um you know the manufacturing process i'm, I'm really curious about that because that will determine some of the handling the you know, center uh center of uh i guess inertia or gravity like how do, how does it handle around corners if if it doesn't have the same kind of like you know giga castings as as like the model y and the model three maybe it does they, they just didn't talk about it but mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm curious about the, you know, the engineering they did to make it handle better. Yeah. Because they didn't talk about it too much. Yeah. Um, as an investor, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on if this event has, you've learned anything or if you feel more confident or less confident with Tesla. For me, um, it kind of just shows, um, it reinforces <clears throat> a lot of the, what I um, am kind of calling like Tesla's engineering advantage and their just hyper-focused approach on engineering. And um, what's interesting, what's bullish about a lot of this stuff is, like, the end product is not, like, the full engineering. Like, you can't see everything that went into the product just by seeing the car itself. Like, it's kind of a shell of all of the engineering yeah. that, took, that yeah. had to take place, right? And so... That's why, like, there's always going to be skeptics and people say, oh, who cares? And probably this event is not going to impress many non-Tesla or Wall Street type of people because they'll be like, mm -hmm. they won't understand probably what's going on here. But if, yeah. you, if you infer, like, okay, so how is it possible that you could, you know, make a car that goes, like, this far, this, you know, this fast, has all these features, it's just, and, like, when you look at all this stuff, you, you realize like there must have been just dozens of teams, you know, engineering, working on all these different parts of the car, pushing it to a place where cars have never been before. But then it's not just the car itself, but then it's also the manufacturing process, right? It's like the machines that make certain parts of the car that Tesla has to innovate on. And so it's like multi-layered where, you know, you might think that, oh, competition is coming or people can copy Tesla, but it's not the car you can copy. You have to copy the whole engineering process and the layers of engineering. And mm -hmm. you have to orchestrate and coordinate like an orchestra, like all of this engineering coming together, right? Yeah. And it's extremely difficult to, to do that. And the other thing is the Model S isn't even the top priority for tesla right it's like a side project in a way <laughs> but for tesla to be able to engineer something like this as a side project it's like geez man it's like yeah uh, i mean it's crazy yeah. yeah it's like closing this massive loop of feedback that they've been receiving in the model s for like nine years 
you know, they, they've had all this feedback for so many years and they just, yes, we'll get to it. We have other things on our plate and they finally come back and created this amazing car. And I think it's just like the beginning of a new era of like, all right, so we closed the loop on the S. Last time they delivered the S, they, they launched the S in 2012 or 13. The first quarter of, of uh, shipments was Q1 of 2013. That was the first big quarter of shipment. That's when I got my, my car in March 2013. And the stock price was um, 30, some $35 a share around that time. And like a four months later or a few months later, it was like $80. You know? So it's like it shot up and more than doubled in just the few months after the Model S, uh, the, the Model S launch. So now we have a new Model S and uh, you know, maybe we're going <laughs> to, it's like, maybe we could double again. I don't know. Um, no, I just think that, you know, I, yeah, I'm just happy they finally got, they finally fixed the Model S. It's been so many years and um, there is like uh, a lot of people that want this car and it's the flagship car, you know, it's like the flagship car for Tesla. It, it's, you know, it's gonna go zero to 60 in two seconds. Mine went zero to 60 in five seconds, and that was super fast. Yeah. This car is more than, it's less than half of that time. Um, and, uh, you know, it has the interiors better, the sound system, entertainment system, it's gonna be full self-driving. It's just a different car, like it's so much better. Um, and uh, yeah, I think this is great news. So as an investor, I think it's gonna sell super well, and it's gonna have, you know, high margins. Um, so yeah, I think this is fantastic. I'm really happy with with tonight. Uh, and Elon seemed really upbeat and happy about the car um, and, uh, you know, relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he definitely seemed very relaxed, you know, <laughs> uh, very much so. Um, also, another interesting angle is a lot of this, a lot of this like technology and improvements in the Model S is going to make its way down to other cars and other products like it's that's how it, yeah. it works where it's like the motor improvements the rotor improvements the the infotainment the acoustic glass the all this stuff they're they're implementing some of their cut, most cutting edge stuff in this model yeah. s and it's the first generation they're going to get the cost down and as they get the cost down they're going to you know put it into the model 3 or model y or other cars maybe in different form factors in different ways but this mm -hmm. is kind of like you know how this whole innovation thing works you know like the model mm -hmm. s borrows from model 3 and model y but then the model s also gives yeah. back right to to the other products um but yeah i mean uh, super impressed i think uh tesla is showing me at least from what i could see from this vantage point that they're not resting they're not sitting still they're pushing the envelope and you know i think i think it comes back to there's something about elon where he just pushes it He's just not happy with 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 normal, you know. Like they could have made the Model S normal in different ways, but he mm -hmm. just pushed them so hard where it was beyond, you know, like hard in so many ways. And the resulting thing yeah. is you get this crazy product. And I don't know any other, you know, car company, and let alone other companies. Hard to find a leader or CEO who can do that. Not just, and that's that's the other thing. The Model S isn't the key yeah. main product either it's like a side project how can someone like do that for a side project like yeah. have that mm. intense like you know focus and you know push and drive it's just insane i think there's a dynamic that um that we don't talk about it's that there are a lot of engineers under under um executives and other companies that want to push as well they have all these ideas they're just not allowed to 
because their executives don't see it and they don't want to take risks. Whereas I don't think Elon pushes as much as he actually allows other people to really push. Like he actually, he, he doesn't stop people from, from wanting to really push the boundaries. I think they're, they're engineers, senior engineers underneath him that do research on all this stuff and they know what the latest technology, what, what's possible. And Elon just says, go for it. You know, he, he actually just, um, he does push in some areas, definitely. He asks yeah. for more, demands more. But I think there's a lot of brilliant people underneath him that um, that have researched the stuff, and and they they're not unafraid to uh, tell to ask Elon if they can go forward with it. You know, he just lets people take risks, right? So, yeah. and a lot of executives just never do that. They're like, no way, like <laughs> I don't, you know. So yeah, I think that's yeah. He pushes, but he allows other people to push as well. Um, so. Yeah, I think um, what's yeah. like you're talking about this whole thing of yeah, there could be engineers who want to take risks, but they're not like the CEO, they're not management. And a lot of times with big companies, yeah, yeah, management, the higher you go, they tend to be more risk averse. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. there's 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 certain goals they're trying to achieve, and mm -hmm. it's like the easiest yeah. and best way is optimizing. You know, it's not yeah. necessarily yeah. taking big risks on new products, products, projects, or new ventures. I think what's unique about Elon is he's able to bridge the gap between kind of being the CEO, but also getting down into the nitty gritty of what engineering really is and how it's going to impact and change the product. And then mm -hmm. he's able to say, okay, you know, let's go for it. And in a way he says, I'll take responsibility. Like, like he's, he's kind of, letting the like as you're saying like these engineers like he's supporting them but he's also covering them in a sense by saying like yeah. hey i'm shielding I, it's my like my decision to to go crazy well, with this you know it's not, it's not covering them if they yeah. fail they're <laughs> that's true <laughs> I mean, he's he's just allowing them to take the yeah. risk yeah exactly you know yeah. consequences yeah. are there it's yeah. just yeah i mean yeah. um so yeah that's uh so in some ways, these other executives that don't take risks are actually protecting the people below them. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, they're also not allowing them to kind of truly, like, sometimes develop something amazing. I mean, uh, so yeah, I just, you know, but it's, uh, I mean, that's the way Elon is. You know, we all kind of make this, we, we have this image of our head of like Elon going to all the teams and just demanding stuff and all this stuff. I don't think it's entirely true. I just think that people mention yeah. ideas to him. They wouldn't mention that to other executives who know he's perceptive and they know that he'll understand it and most likely approve it <clears throat> or at least yeah. you know, listen to it. Um, whereas other executives just, they don't have the background that he does uh, yeah. or the curiosity or the ability to follow through and, <clears throat> you know, dedicate brain cycles to it. Like yeah. they're just, you know, so they're not as immersed as he is, you know? Um, but yeah. Um, when I think about this Model S event, I can't help but think of Cybertruck. It's like if Tesla can do something like this crazy with the Model S, Cybertruck is going to be awesome, man. I mean, it's going to have some crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, that car or that truck is going to be like, it's going to yeah. be insane, man. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to expect completely, but it just... Yeah, that car, that truck is going to be insane. Um, do you have one on order by chance? Um, actually, I don't. Mm. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, um, you know, I don't know why I should just do it. But I'm just, I am going to buy a, a truck. And I'm going to buy the the most, the highest end truck. So 
what I've seen is like people make reservations yeah. and then then they'll sell the, they'll usually sell the most high end truck first, like mm -hmm. the truck with the the big the most expensive package or yeah. the car with the most expensive, like say a super performance vehicle or and and it doesn't matter if you have a reservation for that. If you can mm -hmm. pay for that, pay a big deposit and take delivery as soon as possible, you will have priority over those that have been in line for years. Like that's that's the way it happened with the um, Model Three Performance and some of the other Tesla vehicles. Is like even if you've had a reservation for a long period of time, like uh, if you just last minute, if you do a um, kind of a dark horse, like hey, I want to buy the most expensive the <laughs> car available they usually ship those first anyways and then if you buy one of those you'll be first in line so um i i don't know i have to choose you know like yeah. do I, I really want to get a truck but if i do i'm going to go full retard and get like the <laughs> the, the most complete package you know yeah, like yeah. um and i don't think if i do that i don't think i'll have any problem getting uh getting near the front of the line because yeah. um those yeah. are prioritized anyways that's true um true. that's my logic on that and um, you know, so I had a model three reservation for years. Um, and, uh, and that was cool, but it didn't really help me. Like I, yeah. I, I ended up getting a model three and not needing the reservation cause I waited, you know, for, mm -hmm. you know, I, I got mine last year. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I know some people go crazy with the reservation, with the Cybertruck reservations. They have, you know, 20 or 30 <laughs> reservations yeah. and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. So. I hear you. Yeah, lots of decisions. Like, I mean, Tesla, it's kind of great that they have a lot of great cars now. You have the Model Y. Like, I'm kind of tempted sometimes to get a Model Y because I'm like, what a great car. Like, so practical. It's like the great size. But yeah. I love my Model 3, like, handling still. But then, we this, to, yeah. But then this, the Cybertruck is coming. Like, I've got to get a Cybertruck. But then this Model S is, like, awesome, too. I mean, it's, like, crazy. We have to choose. We're getting to a yeah. point where we can't just own all the Tesla vehicles yeah. anymore. You know, we have to choose, like, what mm -hmm. what what vehicles to get. Um, you know, so I, yeah. I have an old beat-up truck that um, I inherited from my grandfather. That my, my brother just fixed up. And nice. uh, it's a 1984 courier pickup it's a mini truck and uh <laughs> i'm gonna drive that around nice. uh, just for just for, for like beach runs and stuff like that mm -hmm. um i'll probably drive it like you know a thousand miles a year um but that's just you know a truck that i have memories with uh but um but a cyber if i get a cyber truck like um that's gonna be amazing like that that truck would be that's gonna be a platform truck i mean yeah. that, that'll be there'll be so many different variants of that truck mm -hmm um that uh it's exciting to see like what what people do with the truck um like sandy monroe was talking about how he wants to do some hunting thing with it like to you know he wants to sleep in it and then use it to um for cooking and it, like and then the animals won't hear him and it's just like there's you know yeah. that's a hunt it could be a great truck for hunters it could be a great truck for campers and great truck for people who want to tow stuff and mm -hmm. you know like you know, or if you want to be out in the countryside, you can maybe have solar panels that fold out and you can just be out in the out in some remote area for weeks at a time without being near a gas station you know, or charging station. Mm -hmm. um, like, um, I'm curious. I want to ask you about Tesla stock. Have you been surprised at the Tesla stock price action? I mean, we're kind of languishing here around six hundred dollars. Um, does it concern you at all or do you just think it's just a natural time of consolidation? What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I don't really think about it. I honestly don't. Like, it's not, it doesn't surprise me um, that it's kind of done this pullback. I think, um, I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting it, but I wasn't, you know, not expecting it. I wasn't surprising it. I mean, I wasn't surprised that it pulled back 30% or so. I think, um, you know, like, it's just going to do what it does short term. And uh, as long as you're, you're not taking too much risk, then, you know, you, you're fine. Um, but, you know, it, there's wider market forces going on. I mean, it's not, it's like all growth stocks are taking a hit. So it wasn't just specific to, to Tesla. I mean, there's been a lot of FUD though lately that have, has kept it down, has kept the price of Tesla down lower than I think it would otherwise be. But mm-hmm. um, nothing like the classic FUD that we faced in like 2018 That's or true. 19. Yeah. It's not as bad. Like it's, it's, you know, hit pieces here and there, but it's not like there's 10 pieces a day coming out. Like, uh, so, um, I don't know, like it's, it doesn't really impact me at all. Is there a price, a Tesla stock price, if it goes down to, let's say something that you're just like, oh crap, like this. Tesla. I get marching called. Yeah. Is it's it going to be like two hundreds, I 200s? think like high two hundred. So under 300, you're just like, this is pain. Yeah. I'll probably get a margin called. Uh, I think if it hits that, um, start, ha- I'll start having to sell some shares. So that would suck. Got it. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll see, you know, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to go down below, uh, 500. Um, we'll see what happens in this quarter. Like, Hmm. I mean, who knows, you know, yeah. I, I can't make short term stock predictions. Uh, I don't know. Can you, yeah, do you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm really bad at predicting anything short term, you know, like I'm just, I'm a bad, a bad at yeah. timing. Things. I mean, like, the, the, the difficult part is there's so many factors that it's yeah. like out of your control, out of, you know, your scope. Um, the market is so complex in that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, like to have a short-term advantage consistently over time, that's really hard, you know? I mean, I would lean to this whole thing of, hey, at least I could see longer term better than most people, you know? <laughs> like I see like just what it is, like Tesla is exactly. making great products. Longer term is what we get right, you know? Exactly. I think I think if anyone, Emmett, yeah, Emmett does a great job of just like understanding the markets, where they're going. And I, I think he's, he's much better at like timing stuff. And there are a bunch of people in the Tesla community that can trade with options and do some amazing stuff but i'm just not one of those people i just can't predict anything inside of a year or two um yeah not even like inside of five years like but over a decade i think like Mm -hmm. you know that's much easier for me Um, because i'm just looking at different things like i mean we're, we're looking at different you know different things so like um but yeah the yeah yeah i hear you man definitely um want to thank you um actually first i want to thank you uh, thank uh the moderators who allow the chats to be what they are like i've had some some live streams without any moderators that have gone crazy um with scammers and spammers whatever but yeah um the live stream is what it is because we have some uh moderators like uh, ron he's been a great guy and then some others so i want to thank the moderators also i want to thank J- jason um, for you joining kind of live chat and you know just uh, sharing your thoughts and keeping us, you know, company here. Also, want to thank Emmett and Vincent who had joined um, the l- live stream earlier, sharing their thoughts about the Model S Plaid. 
Um, we got to see Emmett in his new car, which is pretty cool live. And um, yeah, looking forward to uh, probably I've got to talk with Emmett again, trying to get his impressions on the Plaid Model S, but that would be fun. But anyways, yeah. Any uh, last words before we kind of sign off on this live stream? No, I think I'm I think I'm good. I mean, I'm just I think that the the thing that caught my attention most was just the innovation on the um, the uh, just all throughout the vehicle. I mean, that that's like. Yeah, everything got better. So and you know, that, that's just I'm always really happy with tonight. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm super excited about the Model S plaid. So yeah, same here. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome night. Um, I don't care what happens to the stock price tomorrow. I mean, who cares? Um, go down. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Sell the news. Probably. I think the whole point wasn't about like, you know, today's stock price, the whole point was showcasing yeah. Tesla's, you know, engineering excellence, their focus and what really makes them different, you know? And I thought, yeah. I thought we got a great glimpse at that tonight. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome event. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, during this live stream, we had a blast, um, yeah, talking with all you and just sharing with all of you guys. So yeah, definitely wish you guys all the best. Have a great night, um, or a great day wherever you are in the world. All right. Signing off. Take care. Bye. See you, Dave. All right.